There are over 100 million orphans in the world today, left alone to survive. More than 10 million children die every year, half of them from poor drinking water, most of them from preventable causes, all of them needlessly. More than 20 million children are trapped in human trafficking, held hostage in the cycle of poverty. We realize that most suffering is preventable and are determined to make a difference, one child at a time. Our goal is to bring relief for the most urgent needs, such as nutrition and medical care. But our long-range vision is to break the cycle of poverty through education and empowerment, creating hope and independence where there has only been despair. Worldwide is a team of missionaries working together to start new churches around the world in obedience to the Great Commission, demonstrating compassion, ministering to the whole person as Jesus did. Mana Worldwide has had the privilege of starting hundreds of churches in some of the most impoverished, hostile, and unreached communities on earth. Join us and make a difference today. I give all myself. morning everyone could you guys hear that okay when it first started we thought we were in an earthquake backstage there <laughs> well good to see everyone this morning are you guys excited about manna day here at the orchard church great two of you awesome oh come on now 
This is our third year to do this, and I hope you guys are excited about today. Some of you guys are excited about going to the Rockies game today, I know, and got the Rockies gear on. We actually have a few extra tickets. We had some people that couldn't go, so I think I've got six or eight tickets. Uh, some of them are in pairs, so some of them are in threes. So um, they've been donated. So if you would like to go to the game this afternoon, it's Faith Day at Rockies. We've got over a couple hundred people in our church that are going to be going. Uh, there's a concert by third day after the game. We're probably more excited about that than watching our Rockies. If it's been anything like lately, but uh, we're going to have a good time. So if you would like to go, we have some free tickets for you. Just come see me afterward. It'll be kind of first come, uh, first serve. But we're here today for Mana Sunday, and uh, we got introduced to Chuck Ward about three years ago. We partnered with Mana with our feeding centers. You're going to hear more about that in just a moment as we're going to interview him. But let's give a big, huge orchard welcome to Chuck Ward, our missionary with Mana this morning. Let's see. Thank you. It's good to be here. And as you can see, I dressed him this morning, to ready for the Rockies game. And it's worked out really great. Uh, Chuck is a big baseball fan. We won't tell you which team he likes, but he is from Texas, hint, hint. And uh, so it's worked out really good to come back every year about this time and get to be in our church and uh, tell us again about manna and also go to the ball game uh, this afternoon. And so uh, I know for some of you, uh, you're new to our church in the last year. And so you're like, okay, what is manna? What do they do? I've heard a little bit about Orchard supporting feeding centers. And so I'm just going to kind of interview Chuck a little bit this morning and let him uh, bring everyone up to speed on the exciting partnership that we have with MANA that started a couple of years ago. So first of all, I know we watched the video, but uh, tell us a little bit about MANA Worldwide and what they do for the people that are not familiar with it. Well, first of all, I just want to read uh, just a couple of scriptures to tell you why we do what we do. Um, you know, in, in Acts chapter number uh, 20 and verse number 35, it says this, I've shown you in every way by laboring like this, you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said is more blessed to give than to receive. And then people always ask me, you know, we, we minister mostly to children. And, um, you know, with children, I, I look at them as probably the, the weakest of all, the ones that are, that are hurting right now. And, and just, just real quickly, in, in Mark chapter 10, it says, um, it's verse number 13, it says, And they brought little children to Jesus that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked those who brought them. And then it says, but when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, let the children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. And so our ministry basically works with children all around the world. And what we did, our ministry actually, uh, Doug, started 11 years ago next month. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so our ministry has partnered with churches like the Orchard and missionaries around the world who want to reach the children by meeting their physical needs first. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we meet their physical needs. We're sharing Christ's love with them. And because of that, meeting their physical need, it opens their heart to share the gospel. And so just like your church has taken a couple trips with us in last year to see the work there in, in Haiti and Port-au-Prince, um, I mean, there's, I don't know, 150 kids that your, your church helps feed and educate. It's not just a feeding center. We're educating those kids. So today we have, 11 years later, we have 131 works in some 36, 37 countries. Wow. I think we should celebrate that. Amen, Amen. church? That's awesome. That's great. And, and tell, tell us, Chuck, the, the unique partnership of the importance of MANA to help churches, you know, really, how does MANA help the churches kind of get connected and sort of is in that in-between well, man is kind of the person in the middle, and we um, constantly have missionaries that are looking to us to try to find a church. And what's so cool about 
um, the orchard is you contacted us. Mm -hmm. And after the earthquake, you know the story about after the earthquake uh, uh, two and a half years ago, um, we've, we've had a work there, but we've never had churches that have said, hey, can we help support that? Mm -hmm. And your church contacted us um, and heard about us and actually brought us in here, which is pretty cool. So we could not do what we do without the church and the individuals in the church who help us do the work there in the field. So it's a, it's a partnership between the church, local church here in the States, and the missionary. All of our works are church-related. Mm -hmm. We go through the local church here in the States, but we also just don't start a work in a foreign country. We, we work with a church, with a missionary that has already planted a church. And like the, the, the video said a few minutes ago, uh, if, a, if a missionary wants to start a work, it's a great way to start a work with a brand-new church. Because it, when you go into an area, and, and uh, it's very hard to reach people, especially in a third world country. But when you go into that area and, and meet their physical needs first by seeing those children, then the, all of a sudden the families start coming in and a church grows. And so what we're doing is we're seeing churches that are actually exploding around the world because of the ministry. That's awesome. I mean, our church is a church that wants to be a reproducing church. We want to plant other churches. And, you know, a little over a year and a half ago, we planted the Orchard Church up in Erie, mm -hmm. which, by the way, they're having a great summer. Uh, they've been pushing almost 100 all summer. And uh, so they're really excited about the fall. And I know one of the things that drew us to Manna and partnering wasn't, was what you said, not just that you're feeding children physically, but spiritually, but also through that, churches are being birthed kind of out of these feeding centers. Can you talk about that just a little bit? About, I'm, I'm not following. About how, you know, you, you have these feeding centers and churches have kind of been birthed, or as a church is starting, they also start a feeding center. Correct. In the community, and, and that kind of is an, an outreach to the families. And well, actually, Manna has actually had a start in starting, actually starting over 80 churches through this ministry in 11 years. Wow, that's awesome. And, and what's so cool about the Orchard is, um, you know, we never had a church that actually even contacted us about Haiti. And because of the orchard being involved in it, well, now we have Fellowship of the Rockies in Pueblo, Colorado, um, actually there at the complex that your church has started a feeding center there, where actually they're sponsoring an orphanage. Because your church now is bringing in some kids that are on the streets. These are street kids. Mm -hmm. And so every day these street kids come in, but they have no place to live. And so because of the orchard's feeding center program, the Fellowship of the Rockies now is building an orphanage so those kids cannot have to live on the streets. They have a place to stay. And so because of our church partnering you know, with the church there in Haiti, now there's an orphanage trying to get started. And then I think you said there's another feeding center that is about to be spawned off of that. And it all kind of got started, my understanding, is because we started getting involved in Haiti. You did. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's pretty exciting, isn't it, church? How God has multiplied our efforts. Because before that, you didn't have any churches supporting any feeding centers None. in Haiti. None. Wow. So and tell so, us about the other feeding center that is well, maybe getting started. The other started. feeding center, I'm, in two weeks, I'm going to be in uh, Philadelphia. And there's a church up there that wants to start a new work in Haiti. And, um, and so this is some, you know, after the earthquake, there was like 1.5 million people that were displaced and had no place to live. And so they're actually starting these cities all around um, in, in outside of Port-au-Prince. And so there's an area that's already there. They've just started church. There's over 200 people in the church. It's just a shack for a building. Mm -hmm. And so this church is going to go and start a feeding program with these children and build a building there too. That's awesome. So it's great to know that, you know, the seed we planted over there, you know, three years ago is now growing and other churches are getting involved. And it was because of word of mouth from the orchard that they're doing wow. this. Wow. That's exciting, isn't it, church? That's awesome to hear that. Um, 
Let me ask you this question. I know the answer to this, but I, wanna, I want everyone else to hear this because today it's our, our one year um, since we pledged to give to the feeding center last year. And so it's time we ask everybody for a one-year commitment and people fulfill those commitments. So we're going to recommit again today. You're going to have the opportunity. We'll tell you in just a little bit how to get involved in this, this work. And this will be our third year of supporting feeding centers through MANA. Um, how much of the money that we receive from our people, and of course everything we receive that, that uh, is for feeding centers, every penny of it, we send it to MANA, to you guys. How much of that actually goes to feeding children? Well, your church gives us $1,250 to feed the work there in Port-au-Prince, and 100% of it. We send the $1,250 every single month. Isn't that awesome? Every penny that you give, all of it goes to the feeding center. That's, that's, that's and, good to know that. And how we do that. Yeah, and how, how do you live? And how, how do we to... do that? I mean, your church supports me as a missionary, so right. I don't get a salary from MANA. And because of churches like the Orchard that sponsors my family to do what I do, we're able to send that 100% there to, to Haiti. So is the thinking that, you know, we, we, want, we want every penny to be able to go to the feeding centers, so that's why you missionaries like yourself try to raise all their support separately. Correct. So that all that money can go to the work. Correct. That's so. awesome. That's great. That's wonderful. Um, we already answered some of these. Tell us about, uh, you told me a story last night. He's, Chuck's got great stories, obviously, and you've been with MANA from the beginning. I did. Tell, tell him just a little bit about that, you know, you, how you were in it in the beginning and have seen this thing for 11 years. Well, actually, I went on the very first trip, and we encourage you. I know several of you have gone to Haiti, um, and so I mean, we love to get people on, on our field. And once we get somebody, if you get to go and see the work, now I think we're going to start it. He's going to tell you in just a few minutes about a trip we're going to take in December. Uh, it's just something about seeing the kids and, and having a part in the kids that really uh, affects your heart. And so I actually went on the very first mission trip that MANA took. And we started the very first feeding center. And I wasn't part of MANA at that time, but I went on the trip to Cambodia. And, and so we, we um, started the feeding center. And I tell you, when I saw the kids, it just it, it touched my heart. It saw, I saw some children that otherwise, if they didn't get that food, they wouldn't probably have a good meal that day. But more importantly, I saw children that were taught the Bible while we were there. I mean, they sang songs. They taught the kids. You know, they, they didn't know anything in Cambodia. You know, Cambodia in 1999 became a free nation. It was under communism before that. After that, we, they were able to start churches. And so we started, the man started the very first church, started the very first feeding center. And I left Cambodia, and my heart was still there with those children. And so my heart was touched. And so I came back, and two weeks later, January 2002, I joined Manor Worldwide and been there. Uh, in January, it'll be 11 years for my family and I to be a part of Manor. And been able to be, you know, I've been in 43 countries now and, um, and seen so many of these. We feed over 8,000 children. Um, right now in these um, 30, 37, 38 countries. And so, uh, you know, I, I could tell you story after story of children whose lives have been changed because of the ministry. But the one thing I want to tell you, I mean, feeding the kids is, is very important, and, but that's not the most important thing. If it was just a feeding program, I wouldn't have anything to do with it because there's a lot of ministries out there that actually feed. Um, but why I like manna is because it goes that next step. You know, feeding program is a temporal thing, but when you think about the Lord Jesus Christ, that's an eternal thing. Mm -hmm. And so seeing children's lives changed makes it worthwhile for me. And to think that your church there in, in Haiti, you know, they sponsor close to 150 kids there, and thinking that there's 150 lives that are being changed right now, and, and not because of physical things, but because of spiritual things. Right. 
So you've seen many children obviously come to Christ. I have. And have you even seen families come to Christ, parents come to Christ? Many of them. Through many, this. many families have come to know Jesus Christ because yeah. of this ministry. Yeah, I mean, it's really following the model of Jesus. We've been studying the book of Mark, you know, all summer going verse by verse through the gospel of Mark. And what we've seen over and over is Jesus meeting physical needs first to then meet spiritual needs. And it's, that's really what well, man when he is walked doing. on the earth, that's what he did. That's all he did. He walked and met the people where they were. Mm-hmm. He met their physical needs first, and then he shared about himself yeah. to the people. And that's the, that's the principle that we have. And it does work. It yeah. does work. And, it, you know, it, it works here in the, you know, in the Denver area. If you show Christ's love by meeting a physical need, like I said a few minutes ago in Acts, to support the weak, then it shows the orchard cares for those people. And, um, and then, you know, it's an, it's an open opportunity to share the most important thing, and that's Lord Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's the old saying, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's correct. And when they know you care, that opens their heart to the Lord and spiritual things. You shared um, one particular story with me last night sitting in our house about Javier um, yeah. and how manna impacted his life and his family. What, why don't you share that with our church? I know it would be a special blessing to them. Well, Javier is a special kid. Um, I, I, we started to work in Panama. That was my very first place that um, I was able to go and actually start a work there about nine and a half years ago. And Javier, we were starting a second work in the city of David. And Javier, um, he was a little brat of a kid. I mean, he, I went to Javier's um, house the first week we started there. And um, I tell you, he was, uh, I mean, he was all over. He was running all over. And he was eight years old when we started there. Um, and so I'll never forget the first about the first week we were there, and Javier was a, a, just a practical joker kind of guy. And I'm not a bug person. Anybody like bugs? I hate <laughs> bugs. And, you know, and there's, for some reason down in Central America, they grow those bugs like 10 times bigger than what they are here in the States. <laughs> and so Javier thought that he would get Mr. Chuck, and he put, well, have you ever seen these stick bugs? <laughs> I mean, you know, here they're like this, but down there they're about like this. And Javier thought, let's put a stick bug on the back of, brother Chuck's back <laughs> and, and all of a sudden I didn't know he was there and this thing the kids saw it and the, this bug crawled up and and the next thing I know I'm looking at this huge stick bug right here on my shoulder and I know I scream like a girl but I, I know I scream like a girl and Appreciate uh, you admitting that. yes I did and um, I tell you I, I mean I knocked it off but for the next several years every time I would go there he would point at me and he'd laugh at me <laughs> and I, I'd chase him around and everything but you know this has been about eight and a half years ago and to think now I was in I was in Panama about six weeks ago and Javier today he lived in a shack with dirt floors today and his dad did not work um, and then they were just starving well today you know uh, several years later, Javier's dad has a good job. He's a, he's a taxi cab driver. Um, his dad, his mom, and everybody in the family have trusted Christ through yeah. the ministry and is in the local church. Yeah. But one thing that made it so real to me was six weeks ago when I was in the church, I saw Javier up on the stage playing a guitar. Mm. And I saw him up there, and I went up to him, and I gave him a big hug. And he looked at me again. He pointed. He's 17 years old now. <laughs> Wow. And I looked at him, and he pointed at me, and he, and he thanked me for what manna made a difference in his life. Wow. And we gave him a big hug. So that's just a story of Javier. That's awesome. And I'm sure you have hundreds. I have hundreds of stories Of those like kind that. of stories. That's awesome. Yeah, we can praise the Lord for that. Amen, church? It's a wonderful story. 
Well, as we talked about, our church uh, partnered with Manna uh, two years ago now, and we took on that feeding center uh, that no one was supporting, no, no church uh, there in Haiti. Um, we started feeding uh, 150 plus kids uh, every day, through Monday through Friday, and um, we've been continuing to do that the last two years, and, and by God's grace and your generosity, we're going to hopefully take pledges and be able to continue to do that. Um, not only did we take on that feeding center two years ago, a year ago we added a feeding center in the Philippines. We helped start a church in Laguna, Philippines, and uh, they said, we'd like to have a feeding center as well. And so last year we raised our pledges from 1250 to $1,750, an extra $500, started supporting them. And if you all remember, uh, this summer a few weeks ago, our missionaries in Orizaba, Mexico, Adolfo and April Resga, said... You know, we have a new work, and we know how effective a feeding center, a manna feeding center would be in Mexico, so they've asked if we could try to raise a little bit more this year, so we're going to see if we can raise enough this year to start our third manna feeding center there in, in Mexico. But uh, we've had the opportunity to take two trips to our Haiti feeding center to see our kids that are being educated and fed every day there in that church in Haiti. We took our first trip last year in December. You all remember we gave them over 200 Christmas shoe boxes that you helped fill. You're going to have that opportunity again. We're going to tell you about that today. And uh, we went in December. Then we took our second trip. Uh, Pastor Barry, assistant pastor, led a, a group in June. Uh, down there, they put on a vacation Bible school. So right now, um, we have kind of waited uh, to show you this video since they got back in June for this day. So we're going to watch a video right now of some of our people who went to our Haiti Feeding Center in June. And the kids you see in this video are our kids. These are our kids that we feed um, every week there in Haiti, what we're talking about. So we're going to watch that, and then Barry's going to come out and share a little bit. But uh, let's thank Chuck again for manna and everything he does. And uh, we love him and appreciate partnering with his ministry. Yeah. Across the world 
with the green band on that's the mark series band that we gave out to everybody here if you know one or two of you still have that on your arm <laughs> well that it was a great trip um, here's our our team right here we had uh, Bryce and Selena and Carol and uh, that's Barb right there in the middle Joanna and Amanda here's Barb's daughter doesn't doesn't live here used to attend the Orchard Church, but uh, has moved with work, and then myself over there. Uh, great trip to Haiti, and uh, gosh, just a, a, an eye-opening experience to the max. And as Pastor Doug said, you know, those kids that you just saw in the video, that's, those are the kids that we feed in the feeding center. And those are the kids that, you know, last year when we put together the shoe boxes for Haiti, those are the kids that got those shoe boxes. And so, you know, we're, we really have a, a great connection with those kids. And, you know, I know if you haven't been, those are kind of just pictures of kids on the screen. But, man, you have an opportunity to go and, and, you know, get to know those kids and be involved in more than just putting a shoebox together, but really going and being there. Our trip that we took uh, was about uh, putting on a vacation Bible school for the kids at the school. And so our team there, and there's just seven of us, and, and by the way, transportation once you're there is limited. Actually, that's a great size group right there to go. And uh, we did a vacation Bible school for the kids, and games, and lesson time, and, you know, prizes, and crafts, and, you know, we took all these kind of 
crafts and painting sheets and things like that. And big thanks to Debbie Mitchell at, uh, at Michael's who got us a lot of those, those things to take down to Haiti. We took just suitcases full of vacation Bible school stuff. And it, it was just a marvelous time to do VBS for those kids. Uh, I know some of you, when you were little, went to a vacation Bible school, or your kids now went to vacation Bible school. But I tell you what, to do VBS for these kids in Haiti was just better than Christmas. It was just an incredible opportunity uh, to spend that time with the kids doing games and, and playing with them and teaching them the Bible. Uh, an awesome, awesome event that we got to do down there for several days. And uh, they just loved coming to Vacation Bible School. Another reason this team went on the trip was um, the church has, in the school, they have a, uh, a program where you're able to go through uh, high school and then continue to be discipled and go into Bible school. And to come out of, graduate and come out of Bible school and go out as a pastor then and plant a church somewhere else in Haiti or in the world. And so we were also there for their graduation service for uh, these Bible students who are graduating basically from Bible college is what we would call it. And uh, they're now praying about and some of them know where they're going. They're going out and planting other churches and they've been all raised up through this ministry and discipled there. So uh, that, was, that was really the point of this trip. Uh, I want to encourage you guys this morning to go on a missions trip at some point. To do your best to get there, to get your feet on the ground, to get your shoes on the ground there uh, in Haiti or one of our other uh, mission trips that we offer, one of our other feeding centers. And I'll just tell you this, and, and you'll understand this if you've been, it'll just change your life. It'll just change your life to, to see life over there, to see the Lord's church outside of America uh, to see what else is going on in the world and, and to meet a, a new people group. It, it will just absolutely change your life to see what God is doing there. Uh, and, you know, the kids are great and the, it's, the kids are fun. And, you know, we do the shoe boxes for them and vacation Bible school for them and all of that. But really the bigger picture is this, that those kids can, can get an education and they can be in church they can have good Bible training. They can then go into this Bible school and graduate one day and go into full-time vocational ministry and go out somewhere and plant a church. That's really the big picture of it. That's really the point of it. And so let me, let me encourage you to, uh, to go on a trip for the Haiti trip. We've got it down where we've learned some things and we're a little bit better at it now. We've got it down to where you can go on this missions trip for a thousand bucks. And that covers everything. Your flight there and boy, your food there and your room and board there and everything there and back. And uh, I tell you what, if you've been on any other mission trips around the world, that's a great price to go on a missions trip and, and to be a blessing in that way. And it's, I'll say this, it's an easy trip. Not easy in that you're in an air-conditioned villa, because you're not. Uh, easy in that, you know, it's like an hour and a half flight from Florida. It's, uh, it's, you're on Eastern time when you're there. You don't have to do like a 16-hour time change while you're there and have jet lag and all that. It's, it's easy in that way, and it's very accessible. And, uh, and because of that also, you know, that, that cost is great for a missions trip. 
Um, so I'd like you to take, uh, take a look at your connection card in your newsletter. You have a box on there that says Haiti trip, first week of December. If you are interested in going on our next trip to Haiti, please mark that. Give us your, info, your contact information and drop that in the offering bucket a little bit later here because uh, space is limited, like we said, once we get our shoes on the ground there. Uh, the, the transportation is not great and there's not a lot of uh, room and vehicles and things like that so uh, space is limited and so put your name there on the uh, connection card if you are interested we'd love to have you go on a trip there and uh, I'll tell you what Pastor Lenny said this you know because our, our first trip was last December for the uh, giving out the Christmas shoe boxes right and he said this churches come and they visit but they don't come back you know, it's, like I said, it's, it's tough in that way where, you know, it's hot and you're in a different place. And he goes, they don't come back. And he goes, the Orchard Church, you guys came back. And he was really impressed by that, that we've taken two trips there. And I said, you know what, Pastor Lenny, and we're coming back again. And, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be partners with you in this ministry. And uh, they were very uh, blessed by that and impressed that, that we were committed in that way. So um, sign up on your connection card if you're interested. We'd love to have you there. Uh, now you might be sitting here thinking, you know what, there's no way I could ever get my shoes on the ground there in, in Haiti uh, or another trip. I'm just not in that place in my life where I can make a trip and physically be there in a foreign country. I'm not able to do that right now. Well, let me tell you what, if you don't feel like you can get your shoes on the ground there in a foreign field uh, on a missions trip, you can still get your fingerprints all over the ministry. You can still impact that ministry in a great way. Uh, I've got a photo Pastor Doug's going to bring out here for us. And this was, this was made on our last trip here with this team through that VBS. And this actually belongs to Stephen Selena Myers. And this is a tree that uh, they had someone paint on a canvas. And see all those little orange and red and yellow little leaves there that is those youngest kids at the school in VBS that's their fingerprints Isn't that cool and they wanted to send that back and have their fingerprints in Denver and I just thought man that was really great of those kids to do that and put that put that together then they framed it real nice to hang in their house and I, I show you that just to say this you know those kids have their fingerprints here in Denver and, and if you really feel like gosh I'll, I'll never make it on a missions trip or it'll be a really long time till I could do that you can get your fingerprints there in a big way and I, and I really hope you'll get your prints all over Haiti and maybe even some of our other feeding centers as well and Pastor Doug is going to come at this time and he's going to come and share two ways that you can do exactly that thanks Barry really want to encourage you to consider and pray about that uh, next mission trip uh, to Haiti. It's going to be in December, so it's just a few months away. We're going the first week of December. It'll be about five, six-day trip, so if you at all are interested, uh, sign up there in your connection card today. Drop that in. Give us your name, and then we will contact you. We'll be having an organizational meeting soon. It is limited, as uh, Pastor Barry said, 
to probably about 10 or 12 people. And so get your name on there and we'll get you the information. Well, let me tell you right now a couple of ways that you can get involved and have your fingerprints over there in Haiti and be involved in these feeding centers. I know we have a lot of new people in our church and we want to give everyone an opportunity once a year to get involved in this and for those who've been involved to get involved again. And, and to start out with, I want to do this. If you have supported uh, financially in any way one of our feeding centers in the last two years, if you've given at any time, whether it was a one-time gift, I know a lot of you uh, give weekly or monthly, would you stand right now, if you've given toward our feeding centers, would you stand right now all around our church, go ahead and stand up, and let's thank these people for their contributions to our feeding centers to make this possible. Let's give them a hand. Let's praise the Lord for what they've done. Thank you so much. Last year, you guys, the faithfulness of our church, gave over $25,000 to our feeding centers in Haiti and the Philippines. And so now, right now, we're going to give everyone an opportunity uh, to pledge again a one-year commitment uh, to these feeding centers. And so if you would all, in your newsletter, you're going to find a little card that says Orchard Feeding Centers. Everybody go to that right now. Take a minute. Find that. Take that out. And I'm going to just tell you how you can put your fingerprints in Haiti in the Philippines at our feeding center, and Lord willing, if we can raise enough this year, we're going to also start a feeding center, a Mana Feeding Center in Mexico. Basically how this breaks down is we're looking at feeding about 250 kids and educate them, uh, 150 or so kids in Haiti, 50 kids in the Philippines, and 50 new kids, Lord willing, uh, there in Orizaba, Mexico. So we're trying to uh, feed 250 kids. Uh, every week. And so if we could put that next on there, uh, our goal this year is $2,500 per month. Last year our goal was $2,000. We're adding 50 kids. It's about $10 a month per child, so it's an extra $500. So that's our goal. We would like to, to raise $2,500 a month for our feeding centers. Now this is over and above uh, your tithe. It's over and above if you just kind of give to our general missions, for our missionaries. This is specifically for our three feeding centers that we've been talking about uh, this morning. And so it's real easy to get involved today. If you know what you want to do, um, you can go ahead and check this box. Basically, we've broken it down this way. $2,500, $10 a kid. It's uh, 250 kids. So we at $10 a piece. So if you want to support one child, it's $10 a month per, per child. So $10 a month. I mean, I think everybody can do that. I mean, that's like a couple of trips to Starbucks. That's what we're talking here. So $10 a month. And, you know, it's, it's not so much one or two or three people doing, you know, hundreds of dollars. It's just everybody doing something, everybody having a part, and all of us collectively what we can do together. And so if you'd like to support one child, $10 a month, five children, obviously, would be 50. Uh, Ten children would be 100. You can see that there. Each kid is $10. If you say, I want to do seven kids, that would be $70. You guys took math. Good job. So you can fill that in there. If there's, is, there's a number we haven't chosen, you want to pick a, a specific number and then just times that times $10. And that's your commitment. We ask you to give that uh, monthly or if you want to break it down, you can do it weekly. In your envelope that's in your newsletter every week, you'll see a special line on there for feeding centers. So that money you put specifically put for feeding centers, it's separate from your other giving. If you go and you give online, I know a lot of you give through our website online, there's a drop down box for feeding centers. This is separate from everything else, and that's how you give it. Um, if you'd say, you know what, I'd like to just, I'll forget month to month, you know, and, and so I'd like to just kind of give mine all right at the beginning, a one-time gift, uh, you can do that, and just put what, what you're going to pledge there. We're basically going to take pledges this week, the next week, next couple of weeks, uh, take pledges, and we're asking you to begin giving uh, in September. 
And so that's how our year, year will, will run. And so those of you guys that just finished up in August, you completed your one-year pledges. We've actually had people, what a blessing this is, that have come to the Orchard Church last year. They made pledges, had to move away from Denver, and continue to keep their commitment all year long to finish with the feeding centers. And what a blessing that is. So make your, your pledges. Drop this in. Give us your information uh, because we would like to send you. You can either check by email or by snail mail. We will send you, Mana will send you their newsletter to keep you updated on the feeding centers around the world and what Mana is doing. That's why we ask for your name and address, not because we're going to bug you for your pledge, because that's really between you and the Lord. And so we'll tally these up, and Lord willing, we'll uh, get the $2,500 so we can continue feeding our 150 kids in Haiti, continue feeding our 50 kids in the Philippines, and Lord willing, take on 50 new kids uh, there in Mexico. Wouldn't that be exciting, church, to be able to do that? And... Um, yeah, this is a large portion uh, of our Orchard Church budget, but I said this last year, and I'll say it again this year. Uh, you know what? We, we right now don't have land of our own. We don't have a building of our own, but thank God for this facility. But you know what? If we never have land or build a building, but we can start feeding centers around the world, I'm happy with that. Amen? And so help us get involved in this and, and, and be a part of this. And, you know, I realize some of you may want to take this home, pray about it, bring it back next week. That's fine. But please turn it in uh, so that we can kind of know what our goal is um, and, and hopefully make that commitment, especially of that other feeding center. So if you have any questions about that, hopefully we've made it as simple as we can. And you can start that giving right away in September. Um, but if you've got any questions, please see me, uh, Pastor Barry, Gary, any of us, and we can answer those questions for you. But you can begin turning these in uh, today. And here is our second way that you can get involved. And this is something we have really enjoyed the last several years here at the Orchard Church. And that is our Christmas shoe boxes. And last year, uh, we collected 200 Christmas shoe boxes that we sent to our feeding center in Haiti. And our December uh, mission team, this is what we were able to give out. That's what one of the really fun things about the December trip. So if you sign up to go in December and you're on that trip, you get to hand deliver these boxes from our people to our kids in Haiti. And that is a blast. It is, it'll be the best part of your Christmas. Now, you say, uh, it's August. Aren't we a little early? Well, we learned last year we were a little late. We need to give about 8 to 10 weeks to have these shipped and, and the, the hardest part is not shipping them, but it's getting them out of customs. If you remember last year, we had like emergency prayer meeting for our church because we tried to get them out in like two weeks. And they said it normally takes eight weeks, but God was faithful and he gave us a pass last year and we got them out. But we don't know if that'll happen again this year. So we're actually going to start collecting these today. So when you go out today, we have 200 of these boxes. Um, we've got boy boxes and girl boxes. You can pick up your box today. We're asking you to begin filling it. Go to the dollar store, Walmart, begin filling these. They'll give you a list of suggested items to put in there. All of the instructions are on the back. So you fill the box, bring it back here um, to the school, uh, to one of our services in the next couple of weeks, or you can drop it off at our ministry center. And we want all of these boxes returned uh, by September 16th so we can get them in crates and shipped to Haiti. We also this year are going to expand and we're going to try to ship 200 to Haiti and 50 to our feeding center in the Philippines. And that takes a little longer. So we're, we're, we're having Christmas in August for our kids. So pick these up today. Now, I know that some of you would love to take, you know, 10, 20 of these boxes. And we really appreciate your heart and compassion to do that. 
But um, we want everybody to have a chance to be involved in this. So today, because we want to give everyone an opportunity, we're asking you to kind of limit it to two boxes per couple or family or individual. So if you want to take like one boy box and one girl box, and so we can get as many people to have a part in this, and then next week or the next week, if we say, hey, we, we still got 50 boxes left, then it's free for all, you know, and you can help us with the rest. So if you could kind of limit it to two boxes today, fill those, get them back, and then we'll get those sent. All the instructions are out there. There's ladies at the table that will answer any questions that you need. But uh, this is one of the funnest things that we get to do to fill these Christmas boxes and give Christmas to kids that otherwise would not enjoy it. Our team in December will deliver them. We'll take video of it. We'll get to watch it. Wasn't that a blast last year in January when we watched our kids opening their Christmas boxes that you filled? So thank you guys so much for your heart for this. We could not be a part of Manna and these ministries like we are without your generosity and your heart for these kids. And, and uh, this is one of my favorite um, things we do as a church every year. So make your pledges for this next year. Um, get you a box, fill those, and let's have our fingerprints and some of you your footprints in these other countries and uh, be the hands and feet of Jesus. Amen, church? I mean, that's what we've been studying in the Gospel of Mark, watching Jesus serve. We see him in Mark as a servant, and we have an opportunity to be an extension and continue what he began to do 2,000 years ago and really make a difference in, in our world. So God bless you guys for being a part in this. Turn in your pledges, grab your boxes. Let me go ahead and have a word of prayer uh, to pray for these ministries, pray for you guys as God leads you what to give this year for our feeding centers, and then we're going to stand and close in a song of worship and worship today through our giving as well. Father, we thank you so much.